0: Welcome to this message from Alpha and Omega Christian Fellowship. Our vision is to extend and establish the influence of the kingdom of God by equipping the saints for the work of ministry. We hope that you will be blessed and encouraged by what we have to share. I'm assigned to speak about the same subject, and I'll try to be in line with the series that Pastor Andreas started. So, uh, I'm going to be uh, teaching on the goodness of God. Praise the Lord. And um, thank you, Pastor, for the chance to, and the honor to stand on a pulpit. I take it very seriously when I'm on the pulpit. Now, this is not of any um, spiritual value no matter how expensive may it is or we believe in the cross but not at the root of the cross that would be idolatry we believe in the message of the cross in fact a message because it became such a common word Message email, getting the idea that's just a message. Let me remind you that uh, the preaching of the cross is foolishness unto those who are perishing, but to those who are saved, not being saved. If you have this, it's wrong. It's not the Greek. Uh, uh, it's it's not the Greek right to this translation. You're not being saved. You are saved. That's a false religion teaching. You are saved. But to those who are saved, 1 Corinthians 1, 18 and 25, but to those who are saved, it is the power of God. So we don't believe in the material of the cross, in the wood of the cross. In our country, they've been selling pieces of the cross, Supposedly. How big was that cross to be selling it so expensively for 2,000 years and making money? I'm talking about the false religion of the island. But we preach the message, the sermon, we preach the, the word of the cross, which is eternally, eternally with a value from God that will never have an end. Praise the Lord. We have to in our lives have a point of reference. And today we're preaching about the goodness of God. But everybody has his own opinion about it, right? How about if we turn, all of us turn to a final authority, and this is the word of God. God has lifted up his word above all his name or his fame, but you may be a little bit shocked. Uh, that uh, this is said, even though that's, that's, I'm reading, I'm not giving you my opinion, and I'll try not to give you my opinion at all. I'll give you the Word of God. If it's my opinion, I'll let you know. And it will be based on the Word of God. We have to have a point of reference that is sure. It's the young anchor of our soul, Hebrews 6. And one of the best examples is that, and I know it happened to you, the drive. If you drive and you hit the brakes and you're on a red light and suddenly a car stops right beside you and then you see you're looking at the car and it's moving and you think that your car is moving and you hit the brakes even harder. So, because the point of reference you're looking at is metavlideon changeable, you think this is happening to you because you don't have a steady point of reference. So, instead of looking at the car next to you, it's better to use the building on the left side, you drive on the left side to here, you look at the building on your left side that is an immovable uh, point of reference. But I feel sorry for you if there is an earthquake happening at that very time. The very steady point of reference becomes unsteady and shakable. Another scientific, in fact, medical uh, advice when you got no, no, nausea, 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 nausea. If you have nausea and you're in a boat that is moving in troubled waters. They say in order to avoid nausea, you have to look as far as you can at the horizon. And if you see the buildings of Cape Town, you look at the buildings of Cape Town. But again, I feel sorry for you if another earthquake takes place. Did you have any earthquakes in Cape Town? Come to Cyprus. Or go to California. So, 1 Peter 4.17 says, Judgment starteth from my own house. And that's the word of God. Hebrews 10, God says, I will judge my people. But we're talking about the goodness of God. Well, his judgment is good. You know what's in judgment? The judge hits his hammer on the desk and he makes a decision. This is punishable. This is for reward. This is good. This is evil. So, God's judgment is always for our benefit, and I'm, st- I'm starting to analyze the word good. One of the meanings of good is benefit. Remember that. Benefit or beneficial. Okay? So, in order to do justice to the preaching of the message of the cross, which is power to us, because today we're here to receive power. Amen? F- I'm talking about the real power. As Pastor Michael said, not the, the, the one we heard about, read about, but experienced. So, and I'm, Feeling the power of God and the presence of God right now. You haven't heard me preach very quickly. I can do that, but you know what? There is an English phrase difficult to translate in Greek. Wade through. How many of you know this expression? When you walk in the water, you cannot just walk quickly. But you wait through exercising, uh, you know the movement, uh, pu- putting more pressure. But you're waiting through. So that happens when the Holy Spirit intervenes in a in a service, and we start uh, getting to know that uh, He is real, and we are here uh, not to joke. Uh, I mean it's good to have a godly sense of humor but here we're not to play church we are here because we know God is real His presence is real the baptism of the Holy Spirit is real His fire is real and our God is a consuming fire don't worry about that don't get scared consuming fire it's a fire that brings torment in hell eternal torment but at the same time it brings purification fire to the believer the word of God is alive quick and sharper than any two-edged sword You touch it from the right side, you get life. You touch it from the wrong side, you get death. The Lord says, I set before you a cursing and a blessing, life or death. And then he says, choose life. That's the only thing he cannot make us to do you know we're not calvinists we were talking yesterday with pastor michael we are free moral agents in fact the greater characteristic that makes us look like, like god and being children of god is that he gave us a free volition if we are free moral agents we must make the decision and we are here to make a decision I'll give you two scriptures. First, I'm telling you what what something is not so that we'll get what something is uh, really is. If there is sickness, our God doesn't have anything to do with that. If it's evil, our God is not in this. That's why the devil is called... Devil, you just add a deed to evil. Devil. That's our, why our God is good. You add another Oh, and God, God is good. And the title of my message today is The Godness of the Goodness. The Godness of the goodness. So you must first realize and make it an established truth in your life, a biblical truth. God is good all the time. And all the time God is good. That means there would never be a moment especially Moment where you can catch God being not good. God is good always. He's good when you feel sick. He's good when you're totally healed. He's good when you go through the valley of the shadow of death. He's good when you come out of the shadow of death and you're getting behind the table he, sees, he says, Hallelujah. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lead, uh, He leads me to still waters. Me, He, he restores my soul. He maketh let me lie down in still waters. Even though I go through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod, that's the word, and thy staff, that's the spirit, that's a presence. Thy rod and thy staff, can't to me. That's good. That's good. That's good. In the valley of death, something good is about to happen to you. God is light. How many of you know that God is? He doesn't have light only. He has light. He lives in an an approachable light. That's why we cannot see Him in His fullness unless we get the incorruptible body first and the immortal body first, the glorified body. Then we will be able to enter the light. Not only does He live in an approachable light, He is the light. Okay? Okay? You know the verse that says Weeping may endure for a whole night I just added the word whole For a night Tell me what comes in the morning But joy cometh in the morning Ecclesiastes 7, 8 The end is better than the beginning thereof Isaiah 46.10 He knows the end from the beginning. Jeremiah 29.11 I know the plans the thoughts the counsel of God. I know the plans that I have for you. Plans For good and not for evil. Plus, plans of shalom and not of evil. What is shalom? Three things in Hebrew to get the whole meaning one, totality, two, wholeness, three, completeness Isaiah Isaiah 26 verse 3 you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee Perfect peace in the Hebrew, if you read it in Hebrew, is God will keep you in shalom, shalom. Now, in Hebrew poetry, there is no rhyme, rhyming. In Hebrew poetry and Hebrew literature, they use rhyming and emphasis by saying one word two times. How many of you remember the Lord Jesus saying, Verily, verily, I say unto you, truly, truly, I say unto you, unless you are born again, you will not see, enter the kingdom of God. How many of you remember that? You know what's the word in Hebrew and in Greek? Amen, amen. You know what it means, amen, amen? That's from the Hebrew word, emet, which means truth. And in fact, if you analyze the etymology of the word, and if you want to go deeper, you can study the word, and, but I, want to, I don't want to stay on that much time, but to give you just a taste. Amen means, since it's from Emmet, which, which means truth, and remind me please, who is the truth? What is the truth? <laughs> the Lord Jesus. Many truths are in this world. It's, it's true. Sickness is true. We don't believe in Christian science. We believe in Christian sense. Now, Christian science is not uh, medis, medical uh, uh, science. It's uh, a religion. If you don't know about it, it's called Christian science. And they say it's in your mind. It's not real. So forget about it. No, no, no. We, the people of faith, believe that sickness is real, but God's healing is much more real. And it will make the real sickness really go away, and real healing will come from the real healer. So when we say amen, amen, that's for emphasis. It means literally the semantics of it meaning it is so it is so it was so it was so and it will be so and it will be so and we cannot in the name of Jesus. Coming back to our final authority. Because you might hear, you know, you might hear Pastor Andreas or Pastor Michael. Then you go on YouTube and you have your pastors compete with those you put them in competition with your pastors. They are not your pastors. You don't get your theology from Internet. You get your theology from... The lawful, legal pulpit, the word of God Almighty gave you and truth shines forth from here. Amen? So it's the pastor's job. Even if I make a mistake, I appreciate the authority of the pastor. The pastor, senior pastor or pastor, will have to correct it. I'm not offended or intimidated if they get up and say Pastor Sophocles was wrong than that. I mean, they're going to give an account to the Lord for this church. Praise God, I'm preaching and living. (laughs) And I'm going back to to my problems. (laughs) And to my blessings. You get both. Ministry is for words war within war without inside out but the glory of the ministry is the most powerful thing that can happen to you and you're all ministers of the new testament of the lord Jesus Christ you are all you are trained to go out and apply and reply And transmit the word of God to everyone around you. But you have to have a final authority. Now, if we make our pastor on on the other side, on the other extreme, the final authority, he can deceive us easily. And I'm challenging my flock, my congregation with that. I said, if I don't preach the word of God, leave the church immediately. I'm dangerous. But if we all have the final authority the word of God that um, as I referred in the uh, previous times if you see a footnote in your Bible that this was not in the main manuscripts it's dangerous because Psalms 12 verses 6 and 7 the Lord takes him, on himself the responsibility To preserve his words (plural, Devarim in Hebrew), his words from this generation and twelve generations. So, Catholic Church, we gave you the word. (laughs) That's a big joke. Orthodox Church, our first religion in our, we gave you the Bible. They don't even preach the Bible. They don't even believe the Bible. But let us not forget we believe the Bible as our final authority. That means, that means, sola scriptura. I'm going to remind you of our five, I mean, brothers and sisters, let us not forget our roots. How many of you believe in divine inspiration? I do too. Second Timothy three sixteen and seventeen. All scripture is inspired. All scripture is inspired. All words, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. So, is it important to keep all the words of God and have them as our final authority? I was in Poland. And I was preaching at the church. was was very liberal. And the pastor was giving me some, some bizarre ideas. And uh, he was out of the word. and uh, He was theologically very educated. But you can be very edu- educated on the wrong foundations. And if the foundation is not right... Ephesians 2.20, we built on the foundation of the prophets and of uh, uh, prophets and the apostles, Jesus Christ being the chief cornerstone. He's the beginning and the end, the Alpha and the Omega. In the Hebrew, the Aleph and the Tav. You know what happens? Is it by accident? The very middle. Hebrew um, Greek literal, a uh, Greek alphabet has 24 letters. English alphabet, I think, 26. Hebrew alphabet, 22, and it's only consonants. Vowels don't count, don't have any meaning. It's just to connect the, uh, the, the consonants. But uh, you know, the, the, the middle word, Jesus is the alpha and the Omega. And I say that's my opinion, based on the Word of God. Yes, Jesus is the Alpha and the Omega, and everything in between. Is that biblical? Amen. But in Hebrew, Aleph and Tav, first and last letters of the alphabet, and the Mem, Mem means two, stands for two, two words. Mem stands for truth and faith. So not only Jesus Christ is the Alpha and the Omega, the other left and the tough, He's the truth, and He is the author and finisher of our faith. Amen. Praise the Lord. It's important for us to remember. Let me show you what our final authority should not be. In philosophy, they have a term, and I've heard that. I've seen that with my own eyes. And you can search it as much as you want to. There is, first of all, logic is under philosophy. And under philosophy is also the so-called solipsism, which is a Latin term that means sola. Remember that word? Sola. Sola, solo means one, single, right? Right? either in Spanish or Latin. Sola ipse. Ipse is my mind. And they say, literally they say, absolute truth exists only in my mind. My mind, not yours. And you think exactly the same in your mind, not in my mind. Brothers and sisters, that's what the predicament of the philosophy of the world is That's foolishness But God chose the foolish things of this world To confound the wise So I don't, boil, I don't believe in solipsism Absolute truth is only In my mind You don't even exist That's what they say You're not true What is in my mind That's the absolute truth And we come as believers and we forgot that. Don't forget the five solas of Reformation. Number one, sola scriptura. Just the Bible. The Bible alone. Sola fide. Sola gracia. Soli de Cristo or solus Christus. And finally the fifth one, uh, solus de gloria dio. Del in Latin. So, in other words, we believe in scripture alone, grace alone, by faith alone, in Christ alone, for God's glory alone. That's very powerful. You see now, what's in my mind, I don't trust. But First Corinthians 2:16. We have been given the mind of Christ. My time is up. Thank you very much. God bless you. We hope that you've enjoyed this message. For additional resources and more information, come and visit us at alphaomega.org.za.